Welcome to the Small Business Show. We created a platform to have candid and in-depth conversations with entrepreneur and business professional we find fascinating. Learn the tips and tricks for marketing, running, and growing a small business. The Small Business Show is the official podcast of Garuda Promo and Branding Solutions. Hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to the Small Business Show. Uh, my name is Swai. You can also call me the promo guy. My guest today is uh, George Ellis. He's the founder and CEO of Up My Influence. He's a serial entrepreneur and PR expert who launches the company in 2014. The goal is to help entrepreneurs like himself to attract perfect audience and grow their brand without spending crazy costs and contracts associated with traditional PR. Did you know that as a company, Up My Influence has never pay- used pay ads? So I'm going to ask George more about that. And be- before that, welcome to the show, George. Hey, Swire, thank you so much for having me. So as an icebreaker, and since you had it on the first of your profile, can you tell us your relationship with umbrellas? <laughs> I don't like them. <laughs> no, it's um, an ice. You know, it's funny because I have no childhood memory of this, but I swear to you, like if you ever go walking with me down a sidewalk and it's drizzly or rainy out, um, I just... I I don't know I'm it's you know like the the little pokey things on the outside edges when you you know fully you know open it up I I just am so convinced uh that that thing is coming right from my eye so uh I will absolutely walk in the road to avoid you if you're coming at me with an umbrella <laughs> maybe yeah maybe too much um I think James Bond villain. Maybe I. Maybe that's what I saw in my formative years. I think one of them had an umbrella as a weapon. Either that or the penguin. Uh, but yeah, those those things will put your eye out. Yeah. So with <laughs> that's a great icebreaker. <laughs> Thank you for sharing that, Josh. Um, so we got connected. Uh, if you remember, via podcasting, you know, I was uh, you know, first as a guest at a show. Then we got talking, and then now I have you as a guest on my show. So if Listener who haven't been to Josh's uh, website at upmyinfluence.com, you got to go check it out. Uh, it's basically a storytelling process, and Josh basically teach you how you could uh, be more influential. And also, uh, I want you to ask you this question. What do you consider as old sales methods? And then you also challenge people to think about yeah. service first. <laughs> how do you tie them in together? Yeah. You know, there are so many ideas out there that, uh, you know, marketers give each other high fives and they think, oh, this is so brilliant. Um, I just think they're so bad. They're just, they're horrible ideas. Um, And it's, you know, sometimes we get too wrapped up and and I'd say we, I mean, just marketers or business owners, we get too wrapped up in hearing marketers when we're in this incestuous little pool of like, you know, sharing ideas back and forth. You know, what I find is that People who that people are truly consumer focused. And when I say consumer focused, um, it's basically when you're focused on the experience of your guest and you're honest about that, um, if you truly are looking out for them and what they want and what, what their experience is, I think that 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 absolutely is going to give you the best results. And so, so often I like hear these like, oh, I send whatever lumpy mail. I send, you know, just, I, you know, you have this webinar automation funnel where it's so just auto bot, whatever. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. look, that's great if it truly works for you. Um, But I can tell you as a consumer, 
I would hate that. Like, I, like if you send me junk mail or spam or DM or whatever, and it's cold, impersonal, and I know exactly what you're doing, I'm going to block you. I'm going to delete it. I'm not going to engage with you. I don't have time. Now, it may very well work for if you're selling to early, 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 early baby brand new stage entrepreneurs who just haven't been around that long. Um, but if you want to sell the bigger ticket, if you want to sell bigger ticket items to successful business owners, um, that ain't the way to do it. Because I look at the way that I do business and I do business relationship to relationship, human to human, person to person. And um, I don't engage with bots. Don't put me on your drip campaign because I'm going to delete it. Don't start. I'm not going to attend your webinar because I don't have time. Okay. But yet I still need products and services and I have big budgets. I spend big money um, hiring great consultants for that. So who do I hire? I hire the people that I network with. I build relationships with, I trust, we have time to gain, you know, gain some familiarity together. Uh, and that's who I do business with. And so, um, yeah, you know, my background swear on this and like why I'm so emphatic about this is for 14 years, I've studied and led on consumer behavior and everyone's a consumer. I don't care who you sell to. If you sell B2B, B2G, B2 whatever, Right. That person is a consumer. Even people are supposed to blindly, you know, pick a, a winning contract after they put out an RFP. At the end of the day, there are emotional reasons for buying now and logical reasons for buying now. And you will absolutely always be given more consideration if you are liked. And so the goal is then to make sure that other people get the time to spend with you. You support that then with authority and social proof and you cannot be beat if that is the case well i think you touch on a good point because if you spend on that and with all the fancy gadgets you know right that you have once you start spending on it it stops but then like you said if you develop a relationship and become an advisor a consultant yeah. for your client those never stop people will always seek over advice something that they want to grow whatever that might yeah. be so you know i think that's a good way to uh, look at it. Yeah. Think of it this way. Imagine that let's just take it down to a micro example, right? So let's say you're a local realtor and, um, you know, you're here in Orlando and, um, you know, let's say that you are well loved by 300 centers of influence in your community and you earned their trust. You earned their love, not because you were selling to them, not because you're sending them scammy or salesy, you know, flyers or salesy ads on buses, but that you actually took the time, you spent more time with fewer people, but you keep on investing. So listen, I, you know, my podcast, The Thoughtful Entrepreneur, I've interviewed over 600 people. And I can tell you the story that I hear over and over and over again is business owners that spent the time and they gr grinded it out and they spent, you know, they spent meaningful time and invested into relationships with people where it was about how can I show up for them and bring them value first rather than how can I just sell, 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 sell. Mm -hmm. So yeah, totally, um, totally agree. yeah, so if you'll do that, and I, like I, I remember one gal in particular, um, she said, you know, Josh, the first year and a half, all I did is just, I just focused on building connections and relationships. I did good things for good people in our community. I'll give you a great, another great example. So my other company, Savings Angel, so we did over $6 million in revenue and I spent $0 in ads. 
And so I did. So I gained my fame and notoriety by being in the media. And so then in our local startup community here in Orlando, uh, I started serving on boards pro bono, started working with um, women-owned, minority-owned, veteran-owned businesses. And I said, listen, I'm going to serve. I'm going to do free workshops, free serve on boards, free pro bono mentoring. And I just, you know, I said, listen, one afternoon every week, I'm just going to go and I'm going to do nice stuff with absolutely no expectation of return. What ended up happening is that one afternoon a week turned in to up my influence, which is my company today. And I mm. earn way more of my influence today than I do with Savings Angel because um, now, I mean, I truly get to do what I'm just so passionate about. And that is, you know, working with six-figure consultants and I joint, we joint venture with them. I don't, I don't charge big money to work. They don't, it's, if I see an opportunity and they pitch me and I'm like, I think we could probably have a great relationship together. I'll work with them and we'll start them off like, you know, for next to nothing. And we'll work on a joint venture basis. That said, we're really picky on who we can work with. Um, but so long story short, again, just to reiterate, one afternoon a week turned into a multi-million dollar company. That's the power of service. And also, Swear, I need to let you know, like where you plant your seeds is not necessarily where you will reap your harvest. You don't know, right? So you go and you serve on a board with someone or you go do nice stuff for somebody. And then all of a sudden, they make an intro to somebody who makes an intro to you. And, and then all of a sudden, it's like two, three degrees away. Someone is hearing about you because you have honed in on one very specific thing. You're the best in the world at that one specific thing. And you geek out on that one specific thing and people talk about you. And then, then you have all of the business you could possibly handle after you do this pretty solidly for a little bit of time. I like that because you touch on a few things, you know, be good at one thing is instead of, you know, people now work on a lot of things together, be on one thing and be the best in one industry and, you know, serve your community be well and people take notice yeah. and now you become <clears throat> not just another businessman who's trying to sell them things and you are doing good and people actually like what you've done and then they think that you can help them so it brings me to my uh next question which is you know you and i are doing it using podcasts to grow your business and generate leads uh for for people who aren't doing a podcast i know why i'm doing it right um it takes time it takes money and it's a real commitment. So how would you suggest, you know, people to do that? And what is the concept for, uh, you know, podcasting and growing a business? Yeah. So what we've learned about podcasting and I have done, listen, I've spoken podcast movement, podcast. Like I've been in this world a long time. I've been podcasting since 2007. Formally, uh, you know, I was basically just taking my radio segments and hand coding my own RSS feeds back in the day. 2013, um, I really started the Savings Angel show uh, and turned that into uh, a pretty good gig. Um, but I, I was doing full day um, podcasting events in partnership with Podcast Movement, where we would talk about, listen, all day long, we're going to only talk about two things, how to grow your audience, how to make a lot of money as a podcaster. And what I find is that most podcasters have a, have a good heart right? They want to serve an audience. They want to build an audience. They want to grow their business from 
that, um, you know, build, you know, kind of assembling their tribe or whatever. Right. And so what I would argue is while you're doing that, because it's going to take a while, especially today, it just does. And so while you're doing that, what could your business model be in the meantime? So if you're like, listen, Josh said it's probably going to take a couple of years before I can build a sizable audience. I hate to say that, right? There are some things I think you can grow a lot faster, but then it might not be as valuable. So for, mm-hmm. say, for example, like if you were to start a Marvel podcast and you got, it's good quality and you know your stuff, you're probably going to build an audience. Um, you're going to get a bunch of listeners. Um, and, um, you know, um, with that, um, it, however, your opportunity for making money immediately is not going to be that immense, right? Because the only, there's only so many ways you can make money with that. You could sell stuff or you, you could sell stuff to your audience or hopefully you get ads or whatever. However, like if you do what we do, we always want to explore the relationship with the guest. And so we very intentionally invite guests that could be potential good partners for us. I'm not going to sell to them, but I'm certainly going to see, hey, how can we help one another? And if mm-hmm. you do that en masse, and if you look at the Thoughtful Entrepreneur, our podcast, you'll see that we're actually doing, and not just a, it was started off with one episode a week. Then it went to three episodes a week. Then it went to five episodes a week. Then it went to a daily show, seven days a week. Swire, I kid you not, we are now doing 14 episodes a week. Two wow. a day just to keep up with the volume. And why do we do that? Because the more people that I build a relationship with, the better. So I have a lot of 30-minute calls with people after they do the podcast. Now, I don't even, I'm not even able to host it anymore just because of that kind of volume. So I have a great host. Jen Amos is fantastic. And so she interviews them. And then I talk with them afterwards. And I'm like, hey, let's see if there's any way that we could work together, right? And so, and then we just explore it. And sometimes it's like, you know, we're introducing um, you know, folks to one another, um, you know, we're just, you know, we're, I'm buying their book, I'm buying their thing. Maybe they're doing business with me. There's so many different ways we could do business together. And oftentimes most people just stop at, are you going to buy my thing? No. Uh, okay. Bye-bye. <laughs> and, and, and it's so unfortunate because mm-hmm. you're talking about, particularly if you're inviting someone who's otherwise fairly successful in business Holy cow. If nothing else, you take that 30 minutes and exchange ideas on what's working together. If you're talking high value business owner to high value business owner, and it's don't have an ulterior motive, right? It's okay if you're like, well, look, I I mean, in terms of like where this could go, yeah, it'd be awesome if they decided they wanted to buy my product, but that's only one possible outcome. Like law of averages, you have to be okay with the fact that 80 to 90% of your, those people are not going to buy your thing and it's okay. And if you're okay with those numbers, then, and, and you're just there to show up and be, have an amazing conversation with this person. Now, if they show a buying signal, you absolutely need to, to lead in the relationship. But, you know, at the end of the day, amateurs convince and leaders sort. Quit trying to sell to everybody. Instead, just figure out if there's a match. If there's a match, then absolutely move forward. But if there's not a match, man, be cool. Stop selling. Because, <laughs> you know, I'm sure you've been to an event where you have, oh boy, here comes Robo Pitch Guy, right? Yeah, you're backing <laughs> you're away, like, backing away. <laughs> oh, it's so uncomfortable. Do not be that guy. 
Just give it away. Stop selling on Facebook. Instead, start giving. Stop selling on Clubhouse. Instead, start giving. Like the more value you give, people are smart. They can figure out how to get a hold of you. So you just have to have to tr- you just have to trust this. And because you're selling too soon in the relationship, that's why people are freaking out and getting out, getting away from you as quickly as possible. So I have to tell you that there are gurus out there that will tell you, they'll give you advice contrary to what I've just told you. And the reason they're doing it is because they want you to fail. And the reason they want you to fail is because they want you to buy all their crap. And it's intentional. And I'm not going to name names, but there's one in particular. I love some of his stuff, but some of his stuff, he's doing it strictly so that you fail and you come back and you keep on buying more stuff. And it's, 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 it's kind of a cult technique where yeah, um, cults will tell them I've actually done a lot of research on this it's kind of fascinating, but cults will send their members out and put them in an environment where they will fail. And then they'll come back and say, see, you're safe here. We're going to take care of you. And that's, that's where you get into this um, where marketers are just high fiving each other, coming up with all these dumb ideas that just don't work. You need to be out letting the market tell you what the market wants. You are not smarter than the market. There's no guru that's smarter than the market. You need to be out doing good stuff for good people and ask opinions and see what you could do. How can you show up for them in a way that is valuable? Mm-hmm. I, I like that. I especially want to go back to the realtor example because you know you could see realtor, those are the ones that hand out business card and sell you. But then the realtors just provide free information. You know, what the school district like. You know, How what ridiculous kind of is activity that? you do in the city. So then they build a network. So in, uh, whenever you want to move in that area, then they, they become the expert. Then you want to work at the expert because they know where school are, you know, which houses, which corner yeah. are, are better. So yeah, you, and you're right. And you know, if you, it takes time, right? To be your network. Totally. And it takes time to build the authority. You know, people wanted to listen to you. The more you talk about your expertise, the more people presume that you know what you're talking about. Because if, if you talk about it once and uh, maybe, but if you talk about it over, let you say it, two years, then they know that this guy, you know, person know what they're talking about. So maybe I should listen to it and, uh, and then you create value. And like, like your point, never sell. Yeah. Well, and I shouldn't say never sell because we definitely um, you convince them, right? Yeah. Right. We don't want to convince people. Like, honestly, it's like dating. You know, when you're out on a date, guys, you <laughs> like, you know, or at least I hope you know when to go for the kiss and don't do it. Uh, don't do it too early. Because it's really uncomfortable for everyone. You're going to get rebuffed. Uh, you don't have consent. Like whatever the thing is, right? Like don't do it. Don't do it. Um, and so you should you should be leading in the relationship um, in a way where people want to move with you. So if they express a buying signal, like so it's like in a conversation, a sales conversation, like I could spend hours talking just about the sales conversation alone. Right. So what you want to do is what I call it's like the language of assumption. At the beginning, you assume nothing. You're just there. Say, tell me more about what you do. I go back to, you know, um, the uh, how to influence influence people, Dale Carnegie. Strive to be interested, not interesting. Like if people can tell that you care about them and you genuinely want to learn about them, right, then they'll talk to you all day long. Right. Mm -hmm. And at the end of a 30 minute conversation where they got to do all the talking, okay, you moved the needle on the relationship. And I always err on the side of relationship versus, 
you know, did I hit the objectives of the sale? Now that said, okay, when, um, when I learn about them, I'm asking them questions of things that I want to know so that I know how to frame how would I explain what I do to them? Um, I'm able to do so in a way that's relevant to them. And at the beginning, I assume nothing, right? I'm just telling stories about how we work with other people and how it works. And then, um, then I'll float, uh, uh, the idea, I'll float an assumption. And so what that means is, so for example, Swire, like for example, if we were to do this together, I don't know that it's really a fit, but if we were to work on this together, like we would probably do like da, 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 da. And then I would explain all that. And then I would listen to how you respond. And if you're like, yeah, so I could see that like, okay, what you just did right there was a buying signal because I floated something that was assumptive and you kind of responded positively. Right. So then I'm going to then say, yeah. And so in this case, like, let's say da, 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 you would show up on Monday. You know, I start using the language of us. I start, so I start with the language of, you know, we in the sense of like the royal we, like <laughs> over, like just what we're doing over here. And then I start talking, you know, I float the idea of us and if they're like, yeah, then I just, I gradually move the language over a 30 minute conversation to like, you know, what, what we're going to do. But that said, I also, I'm very keen to maintain posture, right? And so, um, and this is, if the other piece of person feels like you need them more than they need you, then it's, you know, you've lost posture. So you have to, you. so again, it's, uh, you, you want to honor the relationship you don't want to come across as needy, but if they are otherwise giving you buying signals, then it's up to you now to lead in that relationship because they've never bought your thing. So you have to show them every single day what they are supposed to do, right? But do it in a way where it feels incredibly authentic. Um, you're not selling, you're not checking in on them, right? What Here's what works in sales today. And this is where marketers and most salespeople screw it up. Okay. They follow up because all they care about is the sale. Okay. Mm -hmm. Instead, if all you focused on was stacking positive associations, which is, this is what works in sales today. So go out and do lots of nice stuff for this person and let them know, you know, just like, Hey, you know, if it works out that we work together, just know that there's more where this came from. <laughs> right. So you tease them with the thing. And you give it away, you be, you know, be incredible. Uh, so the, the phrase I like to use is be illogically generous hmm. with your time, your resources. And it might feel scary because a lot of us, unfortunately, have been trained by gurus that are teaching stuff that worked five, 10 years ago, okay, which no longer works today. Okay. If you gate everything, I uh, am going to do nothing. Because I know that if you're gating stuff, it's because you want, it's just, it's just really weird. Like, um, I'm not going to say, okay, uh, um, you know, listen, I'll take you to the fancy restaurant in town, but first, you know, we got to get to second base or something like that, right? Like, this is such a horrible example. I'm sorry, that's offensive. But you know what I mean? Like, it's like, I'll do this for you, but first you got to do this for me. Mm -hmm. How, just show that you trust this other person. Your guests, your clients 
are far smarter. To, I'm speaking to marketers right now. They're far smarter than you give them credit. Treat your guests, treat your audience like you would want to be treated. Would you yeah, like honestly? You're giving, first. you're giving all free material, you know, but yes. honestly, if you would like, I can do this for you. So you always, you know, giving first and yeah. let them know what the possibilities are. And if, you know, they're a good fit, then, you know, happy to help you. Yeah, 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 completely. That's it. And so when people feel like, you know, I feel like Swire's treating me like a grown up, you know, then we can, everyone can relax, right? And so it's instead of feeling like, oh, here comes the pitch, here comes the pitch. If there's no pitch, then it's like, wow, I actually really enjoyed being hanging out with Josh, you know, <laughs> and that's the goal. But again, you can't not lead in the relationship. So you want to be able to give things away that start moving people in the direction. If they otherwise are saying yes, then go ahead and give them more value. So for example, we used to do a lot of work with like authority. So I'd say, hey, you know, so you develop um, in sales, you set up stages and cadences. Stages are what's the last major thing we got done. We had to say we had a, you know, a first date uh, conversation. Um, we gave an agreement. Um, those are two, for example, those would be two stages. Now, based on where they are in the relationship, we then have a 30-day cadence for each of those. So on day one, they're going to get an email with a personal video of me. I send bomb bombs and um, you know, you get you get videos that look like this. They start off with an animated GIF like that, and then they click, and it's a personal email. Day two, we send that via SMS. Day three, we send it via DM. So I'm recording the one-time video message, and then my team is sending it on my behalf. On day four, we go and do a bunch of nice stuff for them on social media. Day five, we start over, and then we send them another personal email, and then that gets delivered to three places. And then we do a ton of nice stuff. Meanwhile, we have some automations that are going and liking their stuff and engaging with them. Like I'm, I'm really into just stacking positive. So here's the thing. When I said stacking positive associations, I didn't explain this. Um, when someone has a touch point with you, what you don't want them to do is go, oh, this guy is like bugging me again. Like that if, that is the exact opposite of what you want. What you want is every time they see you or your name, they're delighted. That's your mission. That's mm -hmm. your objective to do that. And if yeah, tell me real quick, because when I was on uh, one of George's uh, podcasts, he actually did send me all those emails with the video. So I'm learning something new every day. You know, he talked about what kind of audiences uh, you can expect to have. And he also uh, taught me, you know, what, what kind of microphones and what, how you should prepare yourself to be better and actually send me all the links and he doesn't sell those microphone, but then no. it's nice enough. So I'm at the fifth day. I'm really like, when is that email going to come in? I actually inviting your yeah. information instead of, you know, I don't want to see that email again. And you know, this marketer emailing me and you know, <laughs> all the retargeting fancy stuff. So I, I'm actually welcome. You know, all the jobs. Yeah. You know, whenever, whenever I see an email coming from you or one of your staff, I'll open that first, you know? So I think, you kind of build that trust. And then I, I know that you're sharing information that are, that are relevant to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And other people, like I've had people like, you know, for example, you referenced a blog article, like an epic blog post that I put together on how to, how to use a DSLR webcam, mm -hmm. or how to use a DSLR camera as a webcam. And like, I've had people like, oh, you should sell this thing for 
thirty dollars, twenty nine ninety nine. I'm like, <laughs> like I am so cool with not selling something for thirty dollars. I can't tell you how cool I am with not selling thirty dollar products. Um, well, but give away that, you know, what other people charge money for. Then I'll become a, a reader of your blogs whenever they give you something new. Then you turn me into someone who will return to your website. So. That will be a better goal than you. I have to pay $30 and then you never see me again. Yes, exactly. Yes, I love it. So Josh, I, I know that, you know, there's a lot of things that, you know, you can do to help a business grow. And for everyone uh, who want to find out more about Josh, go to upmyinfluence.com. And for viewer who want to get in touch and learn more about what you do, what would be the best way that you suggest they reach out? Well, so I can tell you in terms of like what we need right now, okay. um, we need guests for our podcast. So with a twice daily podcast, we would love to celebrate you to our audience of over 100,000 people on social. We'll create little video clips of you. It's just what we do. And um, we're honored to be able to do that. Our audience really appreciates hearing great founder stories. So that you can just go to www.up myinfluence.com slash guest. You just go to myinfluence.com. You'll see where to click on. <laughs> um, but that's that's our biggest need. And by the way, like I got to tell you, like if you're early stage in business, relax. I don't even have anything to sell you. Like I have nothing to sell you. So um, unless you're like solid six figures, um, I'm just here to serve. And, um, you know, there's this kind of this meme that I've been seeing going around about, um, you know, the difference between a $500 and a $5,000 client. And I, I agree, like $500 clients, like it's, it's, it's scary. It's scary to invest $500. If you are shopping around for $5,000 products, however, it's not scary because you have the ability to ROI much easier. So I just want you to know that because of that, like, I just don't, I just don't sell to early stage entrepreneurs. I give it all away. And the reason mm -hmm. why is because I, Remember when I was at the beginning and I had so many mentors that gave freely to me. So I will spend my life in service to those early stage entrepreneurs, giving everything away, uh, got nothing to sell. Um, you know, at some point you might grow your business and you might get to the point where it makes sense for us to work together. I'm okay. Like I'm going to be around. Um, and so when you get to that point, yeah, sure. We can chat about that, but yeah, um, I, I love that because, you know, you're giving information, you're building goodwill. So whenever they get to that level, you will be the only company that they trust and go to. So, you know, you're just yes. building them, helping them, nurturing them you know, yeah. for success. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's the goal. That's the goal. So, and it's an honor to be able to do so. And, uh, you know, I, I, I want to put out the challenge to any other um, successful entrepreneur or people that are early stage, find ways to give away your time and effort and watch what happens next. Um, you know, say, do I really have to sell this thing? Honestly, do I really have to sell this thing for $20? What would happen if we gave it away so you could get someone to spend an hour with you freely, right? Make sure that they understand the value of that thing but then give it away so that they'll spend the time with you so they can get talking about you. That's how people buy today. It's based on user-generated content. It's based on referrals, based on people talking. Everyone is empowered with a network that gives them access to literally almost, almost everybody on the planet, right? Through social media. So be generous and trust audiences that, um, they, they know how to get a hold of you and they know how to, they know how to share your good stuff. 
Thank you so much, Josh, uh, for coming on today. I'll definitely list, uh, you know, the link to be guest on your show in the show notes here. And, uh, you know, thank you for the wonderful information. So giving first and don't think about selling. Thank you. Oh, thanks so much, Swire.